Um, greater is he that is in me. Now, Casey. <laughs> We have youth group kids listening to this podcast. That is not, that that is their parents' problem, not (laughs) my problem. Well, it's definitely going to not make any women masturbate. Jeez. You revealed to the listeners last week that we always try to throw each other off with the opener, and I had a whole opener planned, um, and I'm going to get to it, but more importantly, it came to my attention last night that I've been blocked on Twitter by someone, (laughs) and I just want to figure out why. What did I do to get blocked? So I was hoping you could help me figure it out. You sent me this. You tweeted. um, I don't have your tweet pulled up, but it was Samson's big dick energy. (laughs) Yes. Go on. (laughs) And the response. You sent me the response that this lady sent to you, which says, I hope you have been hacked. Which, first of all, is she new to your feed? Yes. She is? She just recently followed you? She doesn't follow me. She doesn't follow you. So that doesn't make any sense then that she hopes you've been hacked if she's not even familiar with your content. I took it to be like a mom voice thing of, I hope you've been hacked, mister. (laughs) So you sent it to me and I clicked on it. I, I tried to click on the reply and I got the this person has blocked you from viewing their profile or their tweets. Ah. <laughs> so I went to her feed and I went through like, she's not private. So I just went through like a different web browser to get to her feed when I wasn't logged in. How dare you? <laughs> and I scrolled her feed and I realized, well, maybe actually I blocked her first because um, she's a unashamed Christian Trump supporter. Like, a lot of Breitbart retweets and responses and all those people. But I hadn't blocked her, actually. So why did she block me? <laughs> what did I do to offend her? I did She's like a Floridian middle... up Man, she's probably older than middle-aged. White lady. <laughs> what did like I do? Southern, she looks like a Southern Baptist uh, deacon's wife. <laughs> I just, I, I'm, I'm perplexed. I did a search of her tag and your tag. Okay. And there was nothing. There was no intersection. So I don't think you've interacted. Okay, that reminds me, though, of something I can search. Because like every person ever, I don't delete any emails. So maybe she followed me at some point, and it's in my email. Uh, this is riveting <laughs> audio right now. <laughs> I just want to know what I could have possibly done to offend her. Well, now that you're blocked, you probably can't 
you probably can't see any mutual friends you had. That's probably the clue you need because somebody probably retweeted you. Well, she's from Fort Lauderdale, so um, yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I tried when I was on the uh, <laughs> when I was on the other web browser to see like if I can't see who she follows, so I don't know. But yeah, I've been blocked, and that leads me to my original opener which is my erasure from people's minds as it relates to the content of this podcast. So you have gotten several, I'm not just talking one, several tweets recently addressed only to you containing references to my ideas. And I would just like to know what is up with that. Okay, such as? <laughs> um, Mad Libs. Pentecostal moles in stick dance churches, inappropriate song titles. I mean, these are all my ideas. <laughs> I would just like to say right off the bat, I'm really excited for today's episode. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be a vintage Casey performance. <laughs> because you told me after the last episode, you felt like you were kind of flat. <laughs> So, to put this in sports terms, which, because I know you love sports. Oh, I love them the most. This is like when the star player on your basketball team shoots five for 20, finishes <laughs> with like 12 points and eight turnovers, but you have a game the next night and you just mm-hmm. know, like, okay, just get out of this dude's way because he is going to be on it from the opening tip. That's that's what she said. That, <laughs> that's where we are. Today with you. I just feel like I need to get out of the way because we are about to have a vintage Casey podcast. Well, I mean, but seriously, Monday was Women's Equality Day. And I go on Twitter and all these people are tweeting you like, Mad Libs. Like, who brought Mad Libs to fun, sexy Bible time? I did. (laughs) On the infamous... David J. Stewart episode. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can I just apologize for all of I... FSBT Nation? There was a momentary <laughs> lapse in the never-ending parade of Casey adulation. <laughs> look, we shall look. return to praising Casey nonstop <laughs> after this episode. You better. No, I don't. I just, I want to be included in the tweets. That's all I'm saying. of course this is all a joke i'm not really upset but i did like have to search to see things because i wasn't tagged one of them was uh about inappropriate song titles and uh oh boy (laughs) here we go so um naomi tweeted you I see your inappropriate sounding CCM music and I raise you inappropriate sounding hymns. And she gave us a list. Uh, I'll read the list. Right off the bat, throw like the, uh, like the disclaimer in there that (laughs) we don't know if Naomi's like 12. Yeah. She doesn't have a profile picture. I think she's, I, I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) <laughs> she tweeted you, so right, okay. Fair enough. Here's here's her hymn list of inappropriate hymns. He touched me. Little is much. <laughs> he is coming again. 
Wow. Fill me now. Nothing between. Oh, for a thousand tongues. Showers Naomi, of- come on. <laughs> Showers of blessings. I bowed my knees. <laughs> there is a fountain. Come on, Naomi. <laughs> okay. Did you come prepared to share inappropriate hymn titles? Of course I did. Okay, Hi, my good. name is Matthew. Me too. Well, I own a hymnal. Okay, <laughs> because of I course sh- I do. I guess I should take that back. If Naomi's really like 12 years old, there's no way she would know all those hymns. Yeah, I would hope that when I have a 12-year-old in a year, that she, even if she did know all the hymns, she wouldn't make the connection (laughs) between all those inappropriate-sounding things. Okay. You go first. (laughs) Obviously, how great thou art. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Sorry, I, I had a thought on this. If you just think about great as in not like performance great, yeah, but great I, as in I get size. It. <laughs> and it's, 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 it's always good when you have to explain it. <laughs> and it works both ways. Like, like two homeschool kids on their, on their wedding night could say that to each other. You know, it's funny because I actually did categorize two of my titles as honeymoon hymns. Okay. Um, I need thee every hour. Oh, man. <laughs> and we'll understand it better by and by. <laughs> Feeling very threatened by that last one. <laughs> okay, go. Let's hear your next one. Love divine, all loves excelling. Whoa. <laughs> I got heroes triumphantly. Well, I mean, if we're doing every hour, that might be. <laughs> Go. Crown him with many crowns. Oh, my. I just like what? the sound of that. I just, yeah. Um, greater is he that is in me. Now, Casey. <laughs> We have, youth group, we have youth group kids listening to this podcast. That is not, that's, that is their parents' problem, not my <laughs> problem. <laughs> All right, this one's just as bad as what you just said. Rock of Ages, cleft hmm. for me. <laughs> I almost did Rock of Ages, but instead I went with the solid rock. Okay. All right. <laughs> that's all I've got on my end. Oh, I still got like five more. Oh, let's do it. Well, mine has one. Uh, she had He Is Coming Again. My hymnal just has He Is Coming. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, he Lifted Me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like a River Glorious. <laughs> Reach out and touch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When he shall come. (laughs) And then the last one I didn't even know was a hymn title, Satisfied. Okay. So my question (laughs) is, did you just go to the hymn database and just search for the word come? No, no, I did not. I have a hymnal. Okay. I went to the back and just 
went through the titles. What about Joy Unspeakable? <laughs> I feel like that one that one could that one could work. Naomi, thank you for putting us through this exercise. It was super super fun. I was <laughs> I was giggling last night. <laughs> <laughs> I forgive you for not including me in the tweet. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, okay. listen, I mean, I'm not going to blame you for this, but oh, you are the middle child. I know. I know. I mean, it's not our fault that we just have settled forgive into a pattern me. of overlooking you. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's fine. It's probably why I'm sensitive to it, actually. Well, let's take about 30 minutes and talk about that. <laughs> let's not. That's the opposite of fun. What's What's the intersection of you getting overlooked and Forrest Gump? <laughs> okay. You know what? I think <laughs> we should move on. <laughs> so, another thing that we do is um, take turns, like, outlining the episode. And this was my turn to outline the episode, and I planned exactly zero of the topics. <laughs> because you kept sending me topics. So earlier this week, um, you tweeted, without clicking the link, which song do you think it was? And it's a story about how a Christian song led a man to confess to a 2016 murder. And you immediately apologized to me. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I just I just got a segment for us. Like, I care. Okay. So this tweet was very engaged. I think as of last night, there were like 119 replies to this tweet. So the story is that this guy... What's the story? <laughs> I actually never clicked on it. I don't know. Do you not even know what the song was? I think I do. I, actually, I don't. I think I, I think somebody said the band who it was. Yeah. Yes. So, wow. You got so many responses. And people range from like, um, this song would make me mad enough to kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't really answer the question. Or this song scares me enough into confessing to murder uh-huh. <laughs> okay so what were some of your favorite replies well, to this yeah uh, i guess we can start with the top ones um somebody said Katy perry dark horse which <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a very that's, that's a very inside pitch for yes uh, christian twitter of uh she apparently stole the riff of that song from a christian rap song so yeah yes <laughs> so that was pretty good um caleb said oceans which is where the body is buried <laughs> that was pretty good yes uh, a lot of people uh like i think like four or five different people said christmas shoes <laughs> i saw that christmas shoes yeah. um i liked uh a lot of people said Big House, too, or um, Breakfast in Hell. Yeah. <laughs> I 
anything by yeah yeah breakfast in hell that'll scare you enough to confess to murder <laughs> yeah it probably wasn't that scammer account that i i wrote a book on the newsboys for <laughs> that's that's good you got someone to block you but you deserved it i didn't deserve it i'm convinced i'm working on another one i'm like i'm like six or seven I mean, I've, I'm, I've written a ton about the Skillet album, Hey You, I Love Your Soul. <laughs> There's a separate scammer that's been messaging me, trying to get me to give them money. And okay. I feel like I'm about to get blocked. It hasn't quite happened yet. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, what else? A lot of, I mean, several Carmen songs. Yeah, the one that, that stuck out for me for Carmen was This Blood, which if you're not familiar with some of Carmen's uh, like second tier songs, This Blood it is never quite clear. I think it was based on a pun because okay. like in the 80s, Budweiser did these commercials or This Bud's For You. Oh, yeah. And in the Carmen song, it's, it's like one of his spoken word songs. And it's about it's about the passion of Christ. And a couple times during the song, Carmen very dramatically says, And this blood is for you. <laughs> is that the closest we're going to get to you singing on this episode? Well, I mean, we just started the episode. So who's to say? <laughs> okay. Um, also, a few people said butterfly kisses. I, Which was <laughs> what? I just I, I, I just the the mention of that song just makes me shake my head. <laughs> Why? Please share. I mean, was there ever like a more unlikely mega hit from Christian radio than Bob Carlyle singing about this? Why? <laughs> I'm I'm gonna make you say all the things. Let it out. <laughs> How many years of opinions on this song have you held back? I think you should just let them all out right now. Because he was just like dork dad. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I don't know. I'd... Continue. <laughs> it is it it is like peak ccm it's peak it hey, is hey bob Carl. <laughs> i like that song better the first time when it was called watercolor ponies <laughs> oh that is a classic oh man i love that song so much okay what else <laughs> there's so many responses to this tweet yeah, I, I was kind of. I thought about dropping a Chrysagus Brothers video in the thread just to see what would happen, but <laughs> it felt like that, like it would have. There was just so much going on that was going to be a waste of a Chrysagus Brothers video. That's true. You got to save that. So I did drop a <laughs> Lust Control video in there. Um, what song would make you confess to something? <laughs> what song would make me not murder? Obviously, I hope. But that is never an issue. Um, that's a good question. What song would make me confess, like legitimately make me feel 
guilty enough to confess to something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What about you? Let me think about that for a second. I would say probably Feel the Nails by Ray Bolts. That is the most guilt-inducing song ever. Okay. Like, does he still feel the nails every time I fail? <laughs> like, um, no. <laughs> Can he hear the crowd cry crucify again? Yeah, I think that would probably do it for me. Okay. Oh, I got it. I, Rich Mullins. Okay. Like a Rich Mullins song would make me okay. confess to something. Yeah. Like if, if we're talking about like what would legitimately make me feel something, it would have to be, it, it couldn't be schmaltzy. It would have to be from somebody that I, I really respect. And I think like Rich Mullins singing maybe Hold Me Jesus. Oh, gosh. Or, which by the way, one of the greatest CCM songs ever, Hold Me Jesus. Can we rewind a minute where yeah. you said a song that made me feel something? <laughs> Oh, that's just, it just made you sound like you don't ever feel anything. You're not far (laughs) off. (laughs) You're not far off. Yeah, Hold Me Jesus is a good song for sure. Hold Me Jesus, uh, Rich Mullins song, Peace. Okay. And the Rich Mullins song, If I Stand. Okay. Those are some, those are some songs that like, they, they could get to me. They get you in your feelings. That they would make me feel human esque. <laughs> oh my, human esque! I, I would I would approach something close to human listening to those songs. <laughs> yeah, and it might not last, but like just for a moment, I'd be like, oh, okay, this is what it's like to be human. <laughs> but I mean, are you human? Is or are you just like a simulation of a human and everybody around you is fake? Who's to say? Heart in the hell! <laughs> no one's going to understand that reference. No, and I'm not going to explain <laughs> it. I'm just going to move on. I'm trying to um, click on the story. And, okay, here we go. I'm trying to find the real song that uh, he confessed. What led Holmes to confess song lyrics lyrics from Big Daddy Weave? He brought a notebook with him to the trial with lyrics from the band song Redeemed. So Redeemed by Big Daddy Weave is what did it. I gotta look up the lyrics because we know I, I don't know it. <laughs> I, I'm familiar with it. I, that, that would not have been the Big Daddy Weave song I would have picked though. I think that, yeah, I'm redeemed. You set me free. So I'll shake off these heavy chains and wipe away every stain. Now I'm not who I used to be. I am redeemed. I'm redeemed. So, yeah. Is Big Daddy Weave better than Mercy Me? I don't know. I'm not qualified to give an opinion on that. Yeah, sorry. I forgot you're a post-2005 CCM snob. <laughs> Turn your nose up at anything that happened after the mid-2000s. Uh, well, you know what? Listen, I, like, I, I respect I, that. I, I'm not just going to sit here. <laughs> I respect that you have that you have stopped listening to CCM so that you can better focus on the true meaning of Easter. <laughs> I just I 
we have a horrible station here, and I I'm not going to apologize for not listening to it. It's so bad. So so, so again, you're saying sorry. I'm not going to sit here <laughs> and listen to Stomp in the year 2019 while I'm sitting in traffic. <laughs> what about Nicole C. Mullen? They play that too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> What about Diving In by Stephen Curtis Chapman? <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. Anyways. Did you have any more songs you wanted to uh, to hit on from your uh, replies? Um, I just... I, not not really. Like I, I am curious to know how many followers it cost me when I posted that Lust Control song about masturbation. <laughs> I don't think it cost you any followers. I didn't actually watch that video. Wow. I didn't even know that was a song. The Big M. You've never seen this? No. <laughs> watch the, watch like the first few seconds of it and let's get okay. your reaction on the show. Okay. Oh my gosh. Why? What why is he dressed like that? Is it ska? No, no. It's, uh, it's late 80s Christian thrash. Thrash. Okay. Is that guy wrapping a towel? Yeah, I think so. I can't understand the words. Hold on. <laughs> I moved to a different window. Wow. This is so strange. Why do they, why do they have towel stuff on their heads? Because they want to be anonymous, I guess. Oh, okay. This is so bizarre. Yeah, they they basically just formed a band to uh, tell Christian kids that it was a sin to masturbate. Well, it's definitely gonna not make any women masturbate. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious. What kind of shirt is that? Cornerstone. <laughs> so did they really want to be anonymous? Like, uh, were the, was their whole band anonymous? No, I mean, the, the guy, the, the lead singer, everybody knew who he was, but the rest of the band wanted to be anonymous. I'm going to look up the lyrics because I couldn't understand them. Gotcha. <laughs> Oh, I, I remain fascinated by the just the need of of Christians throughout our lifetime to try to police who's touching themselves. I I do too, and we have not planned to talk about this, but no, yeah, we didn't. I mean, we've had this conversation before. Like, is this something we want to talk about on the show? Because, like, me having a son for the first time. It's just like, I mean, boys touch themselves basically from the time they can reach their hand there. <laughs> it's like your whole life. Like, yeah. And then desiring God is like, don't ever touch yourself. As, as a connoisseur of weird hills to die on, I got to say, like, that's just a very strange hill. Like, if all the Christian issues that you could pick, like, that's just... Mm -hmm. There's a lot of projection there of mm -hmm. this is something I feel super guilty about. Therefore, I'm going to make everybody else feel super guilty about, too. Yeah. And where did the guilt start, right? 
I mean, it had to have been projected onto those. Like it's it's like generations of projection of guilt. But where did it start? Yeah. <laughs> like whatever Christian movement was against pleasure, feeling pleasure in any form, or it's called Calvinism. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it is it is very interesting to me that it I was gonna say it keeps coming up. <laughs> it's like it's just it's a continual thing that is is talked about. And yeah, I understand in our in our time, like the need to talk about pornography. Yeah. Definitely. Um because it's so easy to access. But just to like lump everything together. It's yeah. just that, I mean, I I don't really I don't really have anything prepared for this. I just it's just a majoring in the minor kind of thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's it's just a <clears throat> textbook example of why why this? Like mm-hmm. why this? There's not more important mm-hmm. stuff we can talk about than this. Mm-hmm. And it does kind of yeah. feed. Now, we 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 did talk about this a lot in an earlier episodes, so I won't rehash it. But it does go back to my thing about the Holy Spirit of like, mm-hmm. you know, is, I don't know that the modern church really has room for the Holy Spirit sometimes. It's, right. It's almost as if we don't believe in the Holy Spirit of right. you know, certain things that we don't have to legislate that we could just leave up to the person and the Holy Spirit. But if we don't really believe in a function of the Holy Spirit. It's it's as if, oh, we got to legislate everything. I, yep, I absolutely agree with you. We have to police everything. And it's a weird, it's a weird control thing. Like, I do think that a lot of, I've said this before, like a lot of Christian leaders are trying to protect people from hurting themselves or each other when they kind of go off book with what they say is a sin. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. It yeah. It's just <laughs> it gets old. <laughs> the like find something new to talk about. Yeah. Please. Also, like the whole anti masturbation in Christianity is bizarre because we tell people not to have sex before marriage. So then it's just uh yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot for somebody to process who does not have, who's not married, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, yeah. I, yeah. When I think back to like certain times in youth group and just because of Danny and I being together and the things that he would tell me that guys would talk about and just the ways that they tried to keep each other accountable. And I'm like, is there anything else that you guys want to concern yourselves with (laughs) your spiritual life besides your masturbation guilt? I mean, this is my 35 year old self speaking, but when you think back, it's just like, it's such a difficult time of life and the it's, it's almost like the obsession with it makes it worse. Oh yeah, right? definitely. The, the anti and the, the constant talking about it makes it even more, more of a thing. It's right. The, it's the dress code. Then you have to effect. deal with the guilt of it. <clears throat> so, 
Yeah. Uh, my thing is it's, it's the dress code effect. When you mm-hmm. try to police it and legislate it, sometimes you're just making it forbidden and alluring. And right. you're making, you're kind of sensationalizing it to the point where people can't stop thinking about it. Right. Yeah. Totally. Spaghetti straps. Yeah. I, and yeah, that goes for, it goes for so many things. The more things we like, the more ways we try to police it and make things off limits, the more alluring they become. And the more we like make them something in our minds that they're not. So yeah, and I'm not- I feel that way about like, um, <clears throat> brought like mixed gendered friendships. Like when you make it so that every, every friendship that you have with the opposite sex is this potential thing, then you put that, like, you have that in your mind. You put that, you plant that, like, that seed in your own mind and almost make it impossible to have interactions, like, genuine interactions with the opposite sex because of just just this whole off-limits mindset. So... Yeah. And I'm not even, I don't, and I know you're not either, but not even coming at this from like a place of just being very libertine of anything Mm -hmm. goes. I feel like there's a pretty easy cutoff line, which is what does the Bible explicitly say is a sin? Right. And yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. We have that. (laughs) Maybe we should use that. (laughs) And, uh, you know, and anything that does not meet that threshold you know, maybe right. just leave that to the person and their conscience and the work of the right. Holy Spirit. Yep. And honestly, people like there is a level of comfort in being told what to do and being able to tick the boxes. Is it comfort or is it laziness? <laughs> I think it is. I, I mean, it depends. It's probably a little bit of both. But it is there. There is a comfort in feeling like you're doing all the right things or not doing, I guess is probably the better terminology for this conversation. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I think I mostly agree with that. If people just want a, a box that they can check. Well, like I've, like I've talked about before with really like relationship advice, Christian marriage advice, like why, why is it so in many instances, so cookie cutter or like not cookie cutter. What's the right word? Like broad brush. And it's because like, we just want to be told what to do. We want to be told how to make life easier, but we can't, it's a struggle. Everything's a struggle. (laughs) So figuring out um, the things that aren't explicit in the Bible and praying about them and being willing to be convicted about them or, not just that, but being willing to be challenged about them by people who think that you might be wrong. It's just, it's a struggle. Well, Casey, maybe it wouldn't be a struggle <laughs> if you would learn to put your spouse first by <laughs> having a date night once a week. Oh, I know. And having sex 12 times a month. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> which, I, I got this transition, which... You should not have sex 12 times a month with your spouse if your spouse is a demon. (laughs) That was a fantastic transition. (laughs) Uh, Okay. 
why don't you why don't you uh introduce this by the way i'm happy we had that little side conversation that we weren't planning okay it's always good to throw people a curveball by <laughs> just randomly going by getting uh, serious about masturbation yeah <laughs> okay so late last night um so late this was this was 11th hour before like we had already, you had already kind of set the, the the agenda for this episode, and then of the things that you had planned, <laughs> and then on the DMs, my personal DMs, which is where people go to uh, give ideas for Casey segments without involving Casey directly. <laughs> I'm not going to say this guy's name because I'm just going to assume that like everyone else that sends me ideas, he is a Baptist pastor who yes. is afraid of losing his job. So we'll just uh, we'll just call him Ryan. Okay. Um, that's actually his real name. So. Okay. Ryan so he- sent a a link, and actually, literally said, "I want Casey to talk about this." <laughs> I'm honored. <laughs> right, let's give Ryan some credit. Maybe he didn't want to send. Um, no, it's totally fine. Maybe he didn't yeah. want to send that directly to you. Of. Absolutely. You know, uh, he didn't anyway. want to send me a link about men having sex with demons. <laughs> Uh, maybe he didn't know that you were not a demon yourself. <laughs> okay. So the title is Spirit Wife When Men Have Sex with Demons. <laughs> I mean, we can't read the whole thing. Do you want to summarize it? Do you want me to summarize it? And then I-, <laughs> I think I think Ryan was pretty clear. I think he wants to hear this from you. Okay, so a spirit wife also known as a succubus demon, is a type of devil that attaches itself to a man and claims him as its own. By the way, this is all coming from a pastor, our Christian author, businessman, brand ambassador for Jesus Christ. Okay. So, um, now he says it's not necessarily a female spirit, as spirits don't really have a gender. But he's, very woke. he still decided that the the terminology for the kind of demon that destroys a man's life has to be female, right? Because <laughs> men don't ruin their own lives. It's a female demon that ruins their lives. So it says that this um, female demon spirit wife or succubus spirit will manifest through its male victim in the form of extreme jealousy. Whenever he's in a relationship with a woman, um, he can't hold a job. He has bad luck in business, um, has an addiction to watching porn. Um, yeah, I'll just uh, basically his life is a mess. Anybody whose life is a mess is most likely any man whose life is a mess, is most likely has a spiritual demon wife, a.k.a. a succubus sex demon. So, (laughs) here's my, hold on, I wrote my questions down. Comments. I only have two. First comment, of course, it is a female demon. Because, yes, of course. And my next question is, where... Is any of this in the Bible? You know, that's the kind of that's the kind <laughs> of misdirection 
that a that a that a demon would propose, Casey. <laughs> I don't understand this at all. I so it I <laughs> where it's like this guy is writing fan fiction of Christianity or something of some brand of it's like what is this about it's, uh, can, it, can i can i give you a spoiler alert yeah can uh, you explain I think it? there's uh, some projection going on here of <laughs> my sin will be everyone's sin yeah because if you go a little further along by the way the illustration we gotta talk about the illustration i'm gonna get there yeah for okay. sure but right above the illustration is uh uh, and by the way, the, the the name of this site is Eden Encoded. Yes. No, Eden Decoded. Oh, Eden Decoded. I'm sorry. Eden Decoded, uh, if you want to follow along. Anyway, uh, if you get towards the end of it, he says, any man who, and then he gives a list, a very specific list of sexual uh-huh. sins. Very specific. Mm-hmm. And one of the things is, has an has an attraction towards frequenting Asian sex spas. Mm-hmm. These men all suffer from spiritual wives, aka succubus sex demons. Mm. Um, I'm gonna propose maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe a little bit of projection there. Yeah, that's a that's a weirdly like it's specific very, thing. The whole thing specific. Um. It's the voice that comes to a man and whispers into his thoughts. Don't you want to touch yourself? (laughs) Doesn't she or he look sexy enough to taste? Wouldn't you like to have sex with that person right now? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay. So anytime a man thinks sexual thoughts, it's a, it's a demon wife. (laughs) As if. Wouldn't you like to have sex is a deviant thought. Right. <laughs> that's hey, buddy, not, a, buddy, that's we're not all in, a natural part of being a human. Yeah. Hey, buddy, we're all in trouble if that's deviant. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, this is an excerpt from his ebook titled Hedonism Destroying Demonic Sexual Strongholds. So maybe in the larger context of something, this makes sense, but... It is wow. Okay, let's talk about the images in this in this thing. So the header image is a lady in a wedding dress with her tongue out and she has very sharp, pointy teeth. She's looks like a demon, I guess. And then the illustration. I don't even know where to begin. The illustration is a uh, it's a drawing of. Did you, did you reverse search this illustration? I did not. Did you? No, I don't even know how to do that. I just know that you know how to do that. All right. Well, let me open up Bing real quick. <laughs> Why don't you describe the image and I'll reverse search it and I'll see where it. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. So the image is a man who is tied to a stake. And he has his pants down. He's wearing underwear. A demon lady is holding his, what appears to be well-endowed crotch. 
she is biting his stomach with sharp teeth. She has horns. Um, and he's missing an arm. And up in the corner of the picture, the devil is eating his arm. Yes. Um, the classic tale. <laughs> I, I think that this is, um, yeah, the guy looks to be Asian and the woman's dress is kind of like, um, a geisha. Yes. Like she has the very white face and she was wearing like a, uh, a robe type thing. So, Yeah. Okay, it is apparently a, oh, man, um, <laughs> it's a Japanese picture, mm -hmm. and I'm trying to go to some of the sites where it's... Oh, okay. Well, don't don't go to anything you don't want to see. I mean, I don't ever want to see this picture, but there it is. I mean... It's kind of a mixed bag for this guy because, yes, he had his arm bitten off by Satan. And, yes, a demon lady is biting his stomach. But he's also getting whatever base that is. <laughs> That's definitely third base. Okay. He's definitely, he's definitely getting that base while all this is happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is... Okay. Oh, my. Oh, gosh. I should not have clicked this. Okay. It's uh, by an artist named Toshio. I'm going to butcher this. Saki. Okay. I did not say that right. I'm I'm am assured. And oh, oh my gosh. Oh no, no. Uh yeah, he he definitely did this one. I found it now. Okay. Uh he also did some other things. Don't click on anything. I'm going to close this and that'll be the end of that. Um <laughs> Yes, he, he definitely... Is it all in this style? It's all in art? that style, and I will say okay. that from what I saw, uh, the, the, the armless guy getting a hand job was the, the, the mildest of his works. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm sorry that you had to go through that. Well, I mean, that's what this <laughs> podcast is for. It's to... We're the uh, canary in the coal mine for <laughs> these kinds of things. Yeah, so... Um, Men, if you have any of these struggles, you might want to get divorced from your demon wife. Send her on her way. <laughs> I do. Uh, okay, so the guy that wrote this, his name is Mac Major. You can find him on Twitter. I do respect his contrarian game. His contrarian game is very strong. Mm. He is mm. a uh, black conservative Trump supporter. Mm. Uh, mm. And, you know, anytime somebody's checking off the contrarian boxes, I mean, I do feel... You're just automatically like them. Well, like, <laughs> contrarians can't be friends with each other because, you know, it, it kind of defeats the purpose of having a hill to die on alone. But it's, it's just a, like a respect thing. Of, oh, okay. All right. I, I see you. I see you there, Mac. I'm looking him up. Oh, he is at war with liberalism. Yes. Okay. Okay. Wow. Oh, my. Yeah, so thanks for that um, person who sent that. 
<laughs> I was looking at that picture. The uh, the demon hand job over the underwear picture at <laughs> uh, Starbucks last night. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have to close this out. This is a little too much for Starbucks. So uh, Mr. Mac Major offers classes through his Eden Decoded website. Uh, offers a 21-day challenge. Casey, would you like for us to sign you up for the 21-day challenge? <laughs> what is the challenge? I don't know. Let's click on it and see. Don't have sex with a demon? Well, I mean. <laughs> oh, we've got three days left. It starts September 1st, 2019. How do I find the challenge? I want to read it. It's oh, here we go. Classes. Got it. 21 day. This, this is for anyone who struggles with porn, masturbation, fornication, adultery, prostitutes, Asian spas. There it is. Any kind of sexual bondage. Mm. The cost for this exhaustive 21-day e-course will be $99. <laughs> but only for a limited time. If you sign up right now before the timer hits zero, you'll pay only $21. I don't see a timer. Well, maybe it's already hit zero. <laughs> this class tends to fill up quickly. Oh, so reserve your spot now. Click the button below. I'm going to go with no, just because I don't really know who this guy is. Do you think that he, um, yeah, I don't know. I like his understanding of addiction, though. Uh, it can be very challenging to get to go 21 days without something that you've become addicted to. But once you get past the 21 day mark, you are pretty much home free. <laughs> Oh, wow. Noted addiction specialist, Mac Major. That is, that's a crock. That's not true at all. About anything. Because you have to like, you have to heal whatever is driving you to something. Right? You can't just stop doing it for an amount of time and then you're cured. Well, also, if we want to take a a tangent into the uh, theology of the 12-step programs, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, arguing semantics somewhat, but are you ever really not an alcoholic after that? Like you? Well, don't they say they are? Yeah, that's, like, what I, that's, that's their what I mean. whole like, thing. You, yeah, you can't just go back and mm-hmm. drink again after mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. getting sober. Mm-hmm. You, you're always going to have that that weakness. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mac. So. <laughs> Can we I mean, can we give the listeners a little bit of a, a little bit of a question here? Okay. I would like to know what topics would you like us to talk more about? On the show? <laughs> Please don't say masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm curious because we'll get we'll get suggestions, but we don't get. Um, one thing we don't really get is, hey, can you talk more about this or mm-hmm. or, or something? So I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, are there certain things that we have talked about that you guys enjoy that you'd like to hear more about? Yeah. Well, maybe it's because when we talk about something once, we just do such a great job that they don't need to hear it again. And we beat it into the ground <laughs> to the point that, oh, that, one is, too. <laughs> that everyone is sick of it and is ready for us to move on. <laughs> 
Yeah, I I still want to do the um the Bible character sex questions. Okay. Uh, that audio got messed up with our last episode, so it wasn't even in there. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah. You had you in, in the episode we had to edit it out because of audio issues. You had brought up a couple of questions you have about um, Bible characters and their sex lives. And I thought that it would be fun to open that up for people. Like you're, you're just like, did Rahab have sex with the spies? What was your other one? Well, you know, what kind of seductive dance did Salome do for? Oh, that yes. <laughs> Anyways, I thought since we are um, biblical scholars, that we could answer people's questions about <laughs> Bible characters' sex lives. But do you want to just make that the content call right now? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Or, you know, whatever. You already asked for, for suggestions or no, no, no. It's, it's 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 fine. Let's 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 frame this then. So if you have if you have inappropriate questions about scripture that it's not inappropriate, it's not inappropriate if it's in scripture. Well okay. <laughs> questions about scripture that you wouldn't want to ask in church. Like did Rahab you know? did Rahab bang the spies? Um mm-hmm. Was it, you know, what kind of like weird quasi incestuous striptease did Salome do for Herod mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as a stepdad? But still, that that's that's still really weird. Um, so gross. Also, like, did Jacob? You Jacob can't. knew Jacob knew that was Leah. Like, he knew that wasn't Rachel. <laughs> he just wanted to have sex with both of them. That's that's one uh, things like that. But we, we can we can talk about that. Matthew already has all the answers. I just want to give him an opportunity to share them okay, <laughs> with here's, everyone. Here's the thing. If you have questions like this, send them directly to at middle Casey. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't erase me. <laughs> this is also my idea for a full segment in case anyone's wondering. <laughs> Uh, I think the next time we record is going to be my birthday episode. So it's, it's a lot of pressure. This well, yeah, because I put that pressure on you since I gave you a great birthday episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this would be a really fun a fun topic because it's not serious at all. It cover it like literally ticks all the boxes of fun, sexy Bible time. <laughs> All right, so we're we're kicking it to you, our our army of repressed l- listeners. <laughs> what what sex questions do you have about scripture? Mm-hmm. Yeah, send them send them our way. And this guy this guy cut from the audience. We will do too. minutes minutes of research. <laughs> this guy cut from the audio too. We were going to talk about this, but if your question is, which person in the Bible had sex the most times? It's okay. <laughs> We've already answered that one. <laughs> And by we, we I mean, Matthew. Yeah. Matthew and his calculator. <laughs> Pentecostal moles in stick dance churches. <laughs> <laughs>